0: Yes, people, how are we all doing? I hope everyone's doing well. Welcome back to Process, a podcast with myself, Brendan Pearson. So, yet another solo episode today. So, today we're going to be talking about how to get the results you want. So, I'm going to name it How to Get the Results You Want podcast because everybody wants the results at the one. Like, it's simple. Like, too many people these days want results overnight, they want straight away, which we'll touch on later in the podcast. But I thought I'd just just dive into talking about well how to get the you one i was listening to a podcast yesterday called the hype uh, huh? the high performance podcast that's the one uh jake humphries is on it and it was an episode with rio Ferdinand. he was talking about uh, young footballers and how they want this overnight success that like they see the likes of uh, marcus Rashford, who they say is an overnight success but they don't realise the work and stuff that goes in behind the scenes for years and years and years. And especially in the world that we live in these days where everything's so so fast-paced, so uh, instant. Obviously, we've got social media, got things on our phone that are just literally, we can buy things like on Amazon. Like, literally a click of a finger, we get stuff instantly. And now that's kind of creating these habits that we expect to happen in real life. So, just talking about that, too many people want these things too quick and they don't realise the work that you have to put in. So let's just talk about a goal that you might have. So we'll talk about it in fitness related. So you might uh, want to drop five kilograms, uh, get in shape for a holiday, get in shape for a wedding or something like that, but you're struggling to kind of stick to that sort of plan. So how badly do you actually want it if you can't stick to something like a diet plan or a training regime and you feel like you're or you're letting yourself go, maybe you're going out on weekends and maybe after five days into the diet, you're, you're lapsing and you're you're eating Doritos and dip and demolishing so much salsa that you can't move anymore. Like, think about truly how, how badly do you want these diets? Now, you can obviously think about it in that sort of aspect and then you can think about it in this sort of aspect where maybe you want to be, well, a successful footballer, for example, you're a young lad. You've always dreamt of playing for Man United, Man City, Newcastle United, anything like that. Then sort of the kind of fire in your belly is probably a little bit different between wanting to lose five kilograms for your for your holiday, and then wanting to go and play in the Premier League, which is what you've dedicated your life to. So obviously, the what's with the motivation and um, the fire inside you is probably a little bit different. So it probably is quite hard to for a lot of people to maintain. the the diet side of it rather than if they've got that fire to go and do playing in the Premier League. I hope people are getting what I'm saying but anyway I'm probably blabbering a little bit too much so I just want to talk about what you probably need to put in place if you want to actually truly reach like get the results that you want. So one of the first things that you want to do is literally it sounds so like cringy, and people probably think it is. But write your goal down on a piece of paper. Get it written down on paper, or get it written down somewhere where you can see it every day. So, uh, on your fridge would be a good example. I've got a whiteboard on my fridge that I write down my weekly schedule in bits and bobs. But I also write down stuff in my diary. So at the start of every year, I write down three three goals or well, three categories for goals, and um, financial, uh, personal. Uh, with financials kind of business as well same sort of thing uh, and then physical as well so that would for me that would be gym related maybe I want to hit a certain number on a certain lift or maintain a certain um body fat or body weight whatever it is so write down your plans whatever it is. So if you're setting a new goal, like I gave the example before about if you're going on holiday, write it down on a piece of paper and write, or write it down somewhere where you can go back and see it every single day so that that is constantly in your mind and you're constantly thinking about it. So if that if it's that sort of goal, obviously write it down. If it's something a lot larger, you put like obviously the example of wanting to play in the Premier League if you're a young, young lad, that's probably going to be in your brain all the time anyway. You've probably got that there thinking about it constantly but if it's not there write it down again if you if it's not it's not constantly thinking about it put it down because you want your brain to be thinking about everything that you're doing each day is going towards that goal. Obviously you can take it to the extremes but that's that's one of the little things that I would do anyway. So next step put a plan in place. So you've got your goal you you're visualizing it you're seeing it and nearly every single day or pretty much every single day. What's your plan? You need to have a plan in place. There's no point going ahead with something without any sort of plan. Um, so if we're talking about the fitness side of it, if you want to either put a bit of muscle lose a little bit of fat for a holiday or even just in general for your general health, a plan is definitely a must. Now, in terms of the plan, What's the best plan for you? The best plan for you is the one that you're going to flip and stick to. Honestly, it's it's so simple. There's so many coaches. There's so many great programs out there. Literally, just put your finger... Put your finger? Put your hand in a hat. Swivel them all around and pick one. Obviously, don't say like you want to drop five kilograms. Don't be doing uh i don't know like uh, some sort of bulk in nutrition program obviously it's got to be related to you in terms of training so get a bunch of plans that kind of fit you if you want to build muscle there's plenty of programs out there simple programs Um, jeff nitball's got a few good in fact just anybody just pick anybody and make sure that whichever plan you pick you stick to now i know how hard it is not to stick to something i'm terrible for it myself so if i write a plan up for myself. I end up deviating or I end up changing a few exercises or maybe by week three I get bored and right I'm swapping bench press out for another one. The main thing is with progressing in the gym is that you need to stick to the plan and the best way to progress in an exercise and the best way to build muscle, the best way to get stronger is stick to certain exercises stick to certain rep schemes and just try and progressive overload each session so the first session you might start off with 40 kilograms bench press three times 10 the next session put the little 1.25 plates on either side and maybe one set you might be able to get 10 reps the rest you might have to drop back down to 40 but as long as there's them little progressions each step and if by week three you end up changing that exercise out and put dumbbells in then you have to learn that movement pattern again, you have to learn everything again, and you're not gonna be able to progress as as long. I think it takes around, I can't remember where I heard this, but it was around six to eight weeks to actually, for your body to actually adapt to the movement that you are doing. So say you're doing bench press, like it takes your body to adapt, takes your body six weeks to adapt to that that exercise until you actually start getting the motor patterns right, and then you can start really loading the muscle and start progressing. That's it in terms of exercise selection. And then also, obviously, the nutrition side of it. um, Pick a coach. The best thing to do is pick a coach. I wish when I was younger, I picked a coach sooner um, to help me with nutrition. So you don't make the mistakes that the coach knows that you're going to make. So he's probably made, the coach has obviously probably been in fitness for a number of years and he's probably made all the mistakes that you would make when you first started. So, like myself, the first few years that I was lifting, in terms of training, I was training way too much. I was hammering my muscles and doing stupid volume because I was watching the likes of Mike Rashid, C T Fletcher, all the over training style, style training, doing too much volume, and I wasn't giving myself enough recovery time. So I was literally doing like chest five days a week or something stupid like that. So that was it in terms of training and then one of the mistakes that I was making in terms of nutrition was I was eating too much protein and not enough carbohydrates and also the healthy fats as well. So you need to make sure that you have a coach uh, who can write out a plan for you and you need to stick to that plan as well. Uh, He'll be good, at it, or he or she will be good at adapting the macronutrients, the food intake, whatever you need to have to make it fit you. So with the plan that you obviously choose, or the coach that you choose, you also need to put in a little bit of work as well. So there's a little thing that I put in the notes of the podcast is, how are you going to make this, this plan, or whatever it is, this process, easier, not easy? Now people want to make things easy, like people want to take these fat loss pills, or they maybe want to Google how to stop yourself from feeling hungry. The, the, the reality is you, you're you going to be hungry if, you, if you're dieting to a certain extent or if you're trying to build some muscle. it's gonna You're going to be sore and achy some days. There's no kind of way around it, but there is ways to make it easier. Not easy, which is what I said before. So a few of the things, examples like that you can make your, your diet a little bit easier in terms of if you're feeling hungry, you could have something like a, a carbonated water, just some, some fizz, you could increase the volume of your food, so adding loads of salad to your food, um, rather than having things like bagels, which is your carbohydrate, which is quite calorie dense, but carbohydrate dense in a small amount, you could have something like potatoes, which is, you have to have a lot of potatoes full to get the carbs in that you wouldn't have a bagel, uh, just simple smart choices like that, also things like not having crisps, cookies, fizzy drinks, whatever you kind of crave in the house, because I know what it's like when you're, you're trying to diet down. It's so easy to just go around and pick stuff and nibble. Or, or like when you get to the deep stage of dieting, which I did a few, probably about two years ago, like there was a Nutella jar in the, in the fridge, not in the fridge, in the cupboard. Don't know why I put it in the fridge, but in the cupboard. And I was literally about eight o'clock at night. I was starving. I literally just spoon fed myself Nutella until I felt sick. So don't go down that route. Just avoid any sort of in and stuff and just don't buy them in the house just buy buy the food that you need to eat and then there's no no reason that you you can really cheat on your diet so as well as that make sure you prep your food prep your food is so important for when you're out and about when you're at work so again you have you've always got that that meal there so you can't go and make bad choices and eat your legs the, the Gregs and mcdonald's and stuff which is such easy to get like it's so easy access access especially with them all being dry through now. So make sure you're meal prepping um, if you're taking it seriously. Now, you can make these meal preps very, very simple. You don't have to be overcomplicated. Like for myself, um, I know that if I'm out and about, I'm literally just going to make myself uh, chicken breast, put some seasoning on it, and then I'm going to keep some microwavable rice with me at all times, at all times. It's not like I have a bag full of them, but that's the kind of stuff that I would do and maybe put a handful of spinach in there as well to get some greens in. That is such a simple meal to make, It's you can bulk prep it as well, so you can get like four or five chicken breasts, put them in the fridge for each day, maybe have a chicken breast a day, pack of a rice a day, and then a handful of spinach, and that's meal sorted. So it's a little things like that can make it a little bit easier. Which brings me on to my next uh, point, which is pick two or three things each day that you must do. These are non-negotiable things that you must do, which are going to help you move forward and achieve your goal so like I said one thing you could say right today I need to meal prep this is a must I must do this if I don't do this then I know I'm not going to move forward another thing could be I need to train today I need to get my hour gym session in and then the last example I put down was I need to be in bed by 10 o'clock because sleep is massively important you might have an early day you might have to get up early for the gym the next day make sure you're trying to get at least your eight hours in or your seven and a half hours in but Make sure you have at least two or three things written down. I'll write them down in my morning journal that I need to get done. And then there might also be another four or five things that you could do for the day, which will take you, they almost call it like extra credit. So these could be things like uh, doing a bit of mobility or, I don't know, maybe getting some extra shopping in, like little bits and bobs that you don't have. Um, just any little additional things that could also benefit you but are not necessary just little bonuses and then the more and more that you do to so the more consistent you are with those two or three things the more that you can kind of add in the, the fourth and the fifth and the sixth things you, you can end up adding them up over time and the more consistent you are with it which is going to be my next next um, point the the kind of more the easier it becomes for you because you're kind of so used to doing these two or three things, this almost becomes the norm. And then, like I said, you can add in the extra different things that are going to take you that extra step to help you progress a little bit faster. So obviously my next, next little topic the conversation is compliance and consistency. So the two Cs, they are so important. I talked about before about sticking to one plan, just make sure you get that plan, write it down, it might be a 12 week plan, stick to it, don't deviate from it, do exactly what the exercise tells you. Like I've had clients who have messaged me, I've wrote them out in an eight week plan, they've messaged me saying, oh, like, can we can we add in incline bench this week? So I haven't done any inclines. I'm like, mate, right, look, we'll do incline down the line, just for now, especially at the minute when I'm writing programs with limited time in the gym. Like one of my clients has only got 45 minutes in the gym at a time. Um on his upper body day we're sticking to bench press and then obviously other exercises. But bench press, because it's probably the best overall um, chest builder, best compound, best bang for your buck, chest exercise. And he was saying, how oh, can I not add some incline benching after that? I was like, trust me mate, for the time limit that we have, we have 45 minutes to get a decent upper body session. Stick to bench press, stick to that for 12 weeks, try and progress it each session, and trust me, watch and see the results. At like, the start off with, you might be benching, like I said, 40 kilograms to three by 10, keep progressing it, keep progressing it, and then by the end, you might be up to 60, 70, you never know. So just make sure you stick to it. And also, in terms of plans, the best plan, like I said before, there's a million different coaches that are very good, they know what they're doing, but the best coaches and the best plans are the ones that you stick to, and the best coach is the one that gets you to stick to the plan. So I talked about before, making it easier, not easy, any plan that's gonna that's gonna fit you. So for example, you might've came out of a a phase where you were drinking quite a lot, having quite a lot of alcohol, and maybe you do enjoy having a bit, maybe like a glass of wine or a bottle of wine on a Saturday night. Now, if a coach comes in and says to you, right, you can't drink alcohol, you can cut it out cold turkey, and for you that isn't realistically an option. Now down the line, it could be a good thing to do for your health, but in your head at the minute you're thinking, Nah, I'm not I'm not having that. I still wanna like that's my kind of little thing to enjoy at the end of the week. Now a coach should be able to say, Right, look, we can do this, that and the other. We can we can put your training programme here, we can do your nutrition here. On a Saturday, you can still have your bottle of wine as long as we stick to everything else that we do. And you're not gonna be like, Oh, that's great. I listened to a podcast, I think it was on Modern Wisdom if I'm if I'm not mistaken. It was a while ago, it was about a year ago, and it was a coach. He got a client who, who came to came to him and said, "Look, right, I've I've been to so many coaches. I've been to this many personal trainers, and um, I've had this many meal plans. I've tried to lose weight. and I just can't make it work." He's like, "All right, yeah, yeah, I'll help you out. I'll help you out." And then she said, "One thing, I don't eat vegetables." And he was like, "Oh, that's fine. Don't worry about it." And she was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, we can we can we can help you lose weight and get your goal. You just don't need to eat vegetables. That's fine." And she was like no, I need to eat vegetables, like, I need to do, it. like, it's good for my health, like, I need to, and then she was convincing him that she needed to eat the vegetables, but obviously the coach knows, like, this client isn't going to stick to the program if if it's got vegetables in, however, she, he was saying that for so, for so long that she was trying to convince him that she needed to eat it, so, they ended up and a story, I was probably blabbering a little bit too much there. But she ends up having green beans in a diet, like that's the only veg that she'll eat. But if your coach can help you to stick to a plan with your kind of restrictions, we'll call it in a way, or maybe diet limitations, then you're gonna comply to it and you're gonna you're gonna stick to it over time. But I probably went a little bit off off the top of there, but we'll keep it rolling anyway. So talking a bit about consistency again. Uh, not just sticking to a plan but sticking to a plan for months maybe years on end being able to keep that going consistency is one of the most important things in terms of getting the results that you want if 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 you take anything away from this podcast it has to be be consistent with whatever you are doing so training be consistent with it it doesn't mean that you have to be a hundred percent every single week it, it if you have five training sessions set. Do the five training sessions. You might have a bad day, everyone has a bad day, but as long as you put your 100% effort into those five training sessions, that's fine. In terms of diet, like again, you don't have to beat 100% every single time. If you can beat 80%, so say you have what's five times, what's four times seven? Quick mouse, uh, 28. So say if you have, I can't do 80% of that really quickly, but if you have, say, 20 meals out of your 28 meals that are 100% on, then there's that eight them, eight meals, which maybe they didn't have the veg in or maybe like one of them you ate out, the other one you're you're a little bit off of your macros, you had a little bit too much fat, whatever it is. As long as you're good with those, that 80%, whatever 80% of 28 is, I'm terrible at maths, but whatever that 80% is, as long as you're consistent with that 80%, you'll get results now. If you start dropping below that 80%, that's when we need to kind of, be a bit more stricter and kind of push you to 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 get more consistent with your meals. But if you are eighty percent consistent all the time for over years and years and years, then you will get results. Which is why a lot of people struggle with these these fad diets. The the cal- like the eight hundred calorie diets. The the ridiculous fasting. Uh, atkins diet and stuff like that loads of different diets don't work for people because they are that extreme that they are so hard to stick to that's why you see people do eight week diet and then straight after an eight week diet the balloon and they just put all that weight back on while rather it is for you to to do slow little increments or depending on if you want to lose weight or gain weight Reduce your calories really slowly, keep it almost like what you were eating, maybe drop back two, three hundred calories and then we'll just slowly bring that down, we might have a little diet break, diet breaks are great where you can kind of just, kind of not track your macros, just go back up to a normal amount of calories, obviously still try and eat reasonably healthy, still train, but it gives you that physical and mental break from from having to eat like such low calories i'm doing it with one of my clients at the minute physically they feel drained i've said right have a load week and we'll have a we'll have a diet break as well so just go off i think i think they've went for a little holiday somewhere with the family so like, don't track too much just try try and get your sleep sorted try and do some ability while you're away just relax switch off and obviously try and eat the right things but those little breaks rather than going so extreme and then having to Trying to maintain that for such a long time, doing it really slowly and having little breaks, is probably going to lead to long term results. In the end, of, at the end of the day, for myself as a coach, I want the results to be long term. I don't want these eight week transformations, twelve week transformations, where yes, they look great after twelve weeks, but two weeks later they're back to square one or they completely they've lost that routine, they've lost that consistency. I want to build and instill mindsets. I want to instill routines into my clients. Into anybody that helps, that's going to create longevity in terms of health, in terms of mindset, in terms of well-being, everything. I want it to be long-term. So just have a think about that when maybe you might get a coach who wants you to drop your calories ridiculously or wants you to to do something that doesn't seem right or doesn't seem something that you would want to do and that you would enjoy. Uh, Not to say that you're going to enjoy everything you do, but there's going to be times where But you do want to enjoy it in a sense. In what I always say the same thing I said in my first podcast is enjoyment leads to consistency, consistency leads to success. So I'm a big believer in that. Like I there is times where I don't want to do what I want to do, but deep down I know I love what I do. I do enjoy doing what I'm doing. Most of the time, probably 80% of the time, I love it. Obviously, there is times where, like I said, you have to dig deep and just get through it. But you know when you're digging digging through those times that there's a reason behind what you're doing so as well as that i also feel the longer that you're doing something like i said it almost becomes a habit but also you can you do almost get addicted to it addicted addicted to the process addicted to to seeing the results so say you're sticking you have been with an online coach or a personal trainer for 12 weeks you've been slowly dropping back this is just the example of losing weight it's a simple example to use so you're just dropping back your calories nice and slowly. Um and then you have a little diabetes and then we we'll do it again. So we're at the 12 week mark. You've lost a little bit of weight, you've probably lost maybe three, three kg, and you're feeling good, you're feeling healthier, and you say to your coach, look, look, I'm feeling great. Like, let's let's push it a little bit more because you are so used to this this routine, this regime, and say, Right, I wanna come and see you an extra day of the week. I wanna come and train with you four days a week instead of three. I wanna I wanna try and Add in some more healthier foods. I want to try maybe, and um, some more plant based options. I maybe want to try and increase my macro, micronutrients so get a bit more fruit, get a more more veg rather than just kind of keeping it simple. Uh, and then on a Saturday night, I want to try and try and maybe every other weekend try and not drink alcohol if I can. And then you become almost obsessed with the results, and then you you create these habits and these it is almost becoming obsessed with with the process which is something i'm a big believer in that you do the longer that i've been doing what i'm doing the more obsessed i become with it now there is obviously a line that you can you can step over and become too obsessed that it does kind of ruin your life ruin your social life ruin your mental health like getting so caught up in it in a diet that you don't want to go out and see your friends you don't want to go and socialize you bring in Tupperwares of, of chicken and rice out to, to meals with your friends, which unless you're a bodybuilder competing and prepping for a show, I do not feel the need for doing that whatsoever. Whatsoever. You should be able to go out and have a steak or a Nando's or whatever or a few drinks with your mates every so often. But bringing it back to the point, I love getting sidetracked, but bringing it back to the point, you do get addicted and the more results that you do see, like there's a client at the minute we're trying to cut back their alcohol consumption a little bit. I'm saying to "Hey, mate, we're not going to go cold turkey on it completely unless you feel like you want to do that personally. If you feel like you can maintain that, like it's your life, not mine. But what I would say is, right, this week we're going to try and have, I don't know, four or five units less than last week. Then we're going to knock off another two units and just keep on slowly creeping back. And then I guarantee it down the line will say, look, Brendan, I'm... Not even bothered about drinking anymore. Like I've so I've seen the effects that it does to me, and I I see how good that I feel now from not drinking it, and I want to keep doing. I maybe maybe want to go completely sober, which is great. So just be, just be patient, uh, be consistent, and then you'll end up seeing results. So yeah, I think I, I diverged through so many different avenues then i went i started talking about footballers at start with and then i went to nutrition but you know what we're going to roll with it we're 25 minutes in so i think we'll wrap it up there so just a review through all my notes which i've got down obviously everybody's got the the dream the dream body the dream house holiday career etc etc but it's how bad that you do you actually want you have to ask yourself this question how badly do you actually want to get these results? Make sure you put a plan in place. That is the main the main thing. Get a, get a plan in place. Stick to it. Be consistent consistent uh, with it. Don't deviate from the plan. Uh, don't get upset or annoyed if the plan doesn't go to plan, which is another point. Things obviously don't always happen as smoothly as you think. Might take a little bit longer than you think. But just be patient with it. Trust your coach. Trust whoever, whoever is organizing your, your plan, your nutrition, etc. Um, and don't expect things to happen overnight because too many people do expect that. You've got to be patient with it and think about the big picture. Don't think about eight weeks ahead. Think about two years down the line. What do you want to look like two years down the line? What do you want to feel like two years down the line? Not what do you want to look like, fried beef, for for example. Um, Just try and be as consistent as you can with it. You don't have to go 100% strict. Pick two or three things each day that are going to help you move forward and make sure you stick to them, and then down the line, you can obviously increase that. You'll become obsessed, you'll become, you'll, you'll start enjoying the process, which is the main thing. It'll become a norm to you. Uh, Try and get, stick to the 80-20 rule. Again, the two or three things, and then if you can, in terms of diet, in terms of nutrition, in terms of training, 80% of the time, be spot on. 20% of the time, you can deviate. And just do little bits at a time. Don't go completely cold turkey, don't drop your calories to 200 and want to lose loads of weight. It's not healthy. It's not It's not going to achieve you that long-term goal. And you're probably going to lose a lot of muscle mass as well, which isn't, isn't always ideal. But anyway, I hope you've enjoyed me rambling. I hope it hasn't been too bad. But we'll wrap this podcast up. Thank you very much for listening. Again, if you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, share it on Instagram stories. Tag myself at Brendan Pearson Fitness. Get subscribed, leave us a little review if you loved it. And as always, could you please share it with one person? I don't know if you share it. Uh, Get the link, share it on Facebook, share it with them on WhatsApp. Whatever you do, stick it in your group chat. would mean a lot to me. So thank you very much again for listening. This has been Process.